Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Hello! <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. Welcome to episode number 164 of the RC Roundtable. I'm Fitzwalker, and joining me is tail dragger Terry Dunn. Howdy. And that other guy, Lee Ray. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How are you? Okay. Don't sound so excited. Have you ever heard of Homestar Runner? Homestar? No. It's a, gosh, I don't know, 15 plus years ago cartoon online. Go look it up. <laughs> I yeah. feel like Strong Sad. Is that something on the dark web? It's it's a cartoon. It, I think oh. it's funny. If the the best episode was the Trogdor episode. So any of you guys, oh, yeah, if any of you Harm Star Runner and the Trogdor episode. Trogdor, yes. yes, my yes. brother and I used to watch that all the time. I'll go back hmm. further. You sound a little bit like uh, was it Emo Williams? No. Hello, my name is Emo, <laughs> Emo Phillips Williams or Phillips. I can't remember. Oh, it's uh, Emo something. He talked uh, like this. Goff Hello. Yeah. I think back in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. yeah. Goff before Goth was cool. Proto Goth. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, everybody, hello. Welcome to I think would probably be our last uh, podcast for the year since the Christmas. Yes, twenty twenty two is coming to an end. Christmas is coming. New Year's, and so we're going to be busy doing stuff and things. Are we? We are. I, I, I am. Okay. Lee's, uh, I'm skipping be, town. So Lee's skipping town. Terry's going to stay home. I'm oh, hoping kids are all decidedly not busy. Yeah? That never really works out. But, yeah. Uh, I'm actually taking time off of work so I can try to finish up on some projects and stuff. When you say finish up, you mean catch up. <laughs> or catch up, Yeah. <laughs> Well, you've got a government <laughs> job. Don't they just shut down from like Thanksgiving to Valentine's Day? No, no, we've been surprisingly busy. We a bunch of oh. stuff. We've been hammering away. No, that was my old job was like that back when I worked at Lockheed because a good portion of the plant was uh, union. They would just shut down hard for about two weeks around Christmas time. Uh -huh. So, uh, so even, even though I wasn't technically a union person, it was just like, it was a ghost town. Everybody says, okay, right. well, they're gone. We're gone too. <laughs> like Chinese like, new year. Like you're not getting anything. Yeah. You're not getting anything done. So it was like, okay, well, uh, I'm usually, uh, that was back. Uh, so yeah, I would just skip down staycation sometimes, or I go off and visit the parents for a couple of weeks or something like that. But, uh, huh. uh, although I remember I built, uh, one year I built a whole plane during a vacation it was a um we had gary Wright on i built one of his uh was the e3d yeah that he designed yep. i had bought he had just come out with it and i bought it and i built it the whole thing start to finish to flying over the christmas holiday yeah just just wow. uh and i had that for a long time so yeah so anyway so i'll probably do the same thing i'll just catch up get, catch up on some models and reviews and and uh that kind of stuff. But anyways. Maybe you'll do one live show for Hobby View before oh, the end of the year. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe I will do that since I'll have some extra time. Go put wherever. your Santa hat on. 
I don't have a, do I have a Santa hat? I don't know. Better get no. one. Go find a Santa hat. Now, speaking of the E3D, I ran across my E3D plans the other day. Oh, yeah, plans for one. Yeah. Well, the kit came with plans. So. Oh, I don't have mine anymore, I don't think. I don't remember ever seeing them anymore. Yeah, well, if you ever need them, I got you back. It'd be nice to build another one, but with, with removable wings. Mine did not have removable, bleh, removable wings. Right. And it was a chore. At the time, I just had my um, blue sport coupe, two-door. And unless I put it in just the right way, it wouldn't fit in the car. <laughs> pivot. Yeah, it was like pivot and pivot again and then pivot in another way. Is okay, it fits. And it was such a pain that I didn't fly for for a while because I couldn't fit it in the car. Yeah, uh, for a medium-sized plane, it had a big footprint. I think it was it like 48-inch yeah. span and probably as long. But yeah, it just took up a lot of space. Yeah, but it was such a nice flying model. It flew really great. It was very light. Uh, here, we would have an occasional club fun flies, and it always placed really well with it. I pull it out, fly it a few times to get used to it again, and then we do our stuff, and I end up with uh, taking some sort of award home with it. So hmm. cool. Now there are several ARFs that came out that were based on that. And I think maybe Gary had a hand in designing them. I believe he did. Yeah, yeah, we'd have to ask him, or maybe they were blatant knockoffs. But yeah, yeah, Gary, if you listen, let us know if we're off base on this, or what's the history of your E3Ds. Yeah, It'd be neat if they uh, if. Horizon kitted one or something, a version of it. That'd be pretty neat. Ooh. Since they've come out with a few wood Hands planes. Down. Yeah. Something old and new again. Yeah, maybe so. All right. So let's get started. Uh well, speaking of Horizon, they came out with a new model. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Didn't think they'd offer anything more for this year, but they slipped one in. In this case, something uh, I think I know Lee's Yay. familiar with it. I don't know if Terry <laughs> has one, but they got a little itty, itty tiny twin otter, UMX yes. twin otter. And it's just a wee little lass with the with the A3X, and of course, uh, interesting. This one is runs off a single cell, 500, 800 million power battery. That pack. was the surprising part. Yeah. So really quick, because uh, I knew you you have one. Well, actually, I think both of you have an Aero Commander. Yes. Well, I do. Where, Ontario? Yeah. I do. 1S okay. or 2S? Two. Two? Goats S. So that's interesting. This is probably the same size as the Aero Commander, right? Yeah. Now, the Ultrix runs on a single 500 milliamp hour pack. I wonder if it's a similar power system to that. What is the wingspan on this? I didn't. I missed it. I don't see it on the. So, so this is 500 800, and the, the uh, Aero Commander ran roughly a 500 2S, I think. Was, was what they recommended. 22 oh, inches. 22 inches. Okay. Three well, ounces. Fairly large. Larger than I thought. I just, I was shocked. Uh, you know, <laughs> I was really shocked. It's a, it's a 1S, but I hear it flies, or I've actually seen a couple of reviews online that it flies really well. Yeah, but it's interesting because it seems like they've been going to S stuff, at least in the EDFs on their ultra micros. And this one's a step in the other direction. Well, I can understand EDFs. Those are not as efficient. So you want to put a lot of power into them. But maybe this one, they wanted to keep it light. Maybe. I'm putting a 2S in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those See of you. you smoke out. Yeah. Well, those of you who follow the show, I have a Twin Otter that I've. Uh, superfied 
and it's uh, got clipped wings. I took the, I took, I strategically slashed the gear off <laughs> with a knife and uh, put in uh, two bladed props, higher pitch, and fly the bejeebies out of it. And I love it. And I love it so much that I quickly bought another kit that's sitting in my workshop just for the uh, backup. And uh, I really do like it. So when this came out, I think I just saw it last week or over the weekend, I immediately told the wife, you know, I didn't want planes for Christmas, but darn it. <laughs> darn it. <laughs> I, I got one, I got one of these. I need one of these. So she was asking for any more gifts for me. So I said, well, if you haven't got anything big for me, this is what I want. So I just noticed a couple of things. I really hadn't looked at it much. I see it has lights and wings, uh, yeah. but you also have optional floats for it. Which I bought or yeah, I told cool. her I wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I, that's the thing is like, I almost want to buy two of these so I can do the same thing that I did to my other one, you know, clip the wings, remove the gear. This has, by the way, this is built in with differential thrust. There's no rudder. Oh, you kidding me? Nope. There's, there's no rudder, but it's got differential and you know, the gear is, I'm, I'm assuming the nose wheel is steerable, uh, for groundwork, but, uh, I kind of just want to rip all that stuff off again and just fly like uh, my other one. I think this is super cool. But again, 1S just really, really surprised me. And I, oh. I'd i like to know if it, if I can shove in a 2S and get away with it. <laughs> just like <laughs> straight up and let go. <laughs> you know guys are going to try it. <laughs> I, yeah, I got I to try, right? I don't know what yeah. the ESC is. Let me let me dig deeper. But you said it has AS3X, but it also has safe. So it's uh, safe. full. And it has, has telemetry too, I see. Okay. Your turn, Terry. Well, uh, my question I was going to ask is if this one would get the knife too, but you answered that preemptively. So I don't what know. It did. Looks cool. did you did you say for certain it's going to get the knife? No, he said he wants two of them so he could do the same thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. I want to do the same thing to this to this one like I did my other one, and then buy a second one that's just stock. I don't seem to find the ESC that's in this sucker, so I don't know if it's. Uh, well, I found it's under the uh, spare parts link, but it doesn't. It just says receiver ESC. It doesn't have any technical specs on it. <laughs> Darn it! <laughs> oh wait a minute. What's on? Uh, no, there's no technical specs. Uh, wait, the part why number? are we looking up ESC specs? I want to see if I can put a two S in there. You can't stop. <laughs> Must yeah, you haven't even flown it. <laughs> you know, fly it first before you. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> What's gotten into you, Lee? Uh, exactly what gets into you when you get a plane and you want to make something out of it, make a monster plane or a smoking hole in the ground. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember though the first time, one of the first times I flew my uh, hopped up otter downwind all full throttle i had no elevator control <laughs> I was oh, just like, it I lost, oh yeah it locked up and it started to pitch down and i luckily i was able to kill the throttle she slowed down enough right about i don't know four feet from the ground it was okay. kind of hairy <laughs> she was booking <laughs> yeah you let me fly that thing it was fun but i was smiling yeah and oh god does it love flat spins now with the differential oh, yeah. oh gosh it's so much fun all right. Well, I'm going to just go out on a limb and say it's probably the same power system as Ultrix or just Ultrix, whatever they call it, the small one, which has differential thrust and a 1S battery. So hmm. that's my prediction. Okay. And a lot of people are making some really neat designs with that power system. 
just uh, unique, like Star Wars type things. Adam Woodworth, our buddy, he makes all sorts of cool stuff using the Ultrix power system. This is Ultrix. So, oh, okay. Neat. Yeah. All right. So this is not a sure thing for you, Lee. Santa could oh, let you down. I, I, well, if Santa lets me down, I'll talk to somebody else and <laughs> hand him my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> around a little bit you know I, I well not to ruin it but Cindy came into the workshop I was working and she goes did you want one or two <laughs> so, well her her reasoning was did I did she want to buy one for Austin right because Austin it was funny because the day I learned about it Austin came to room and said dad did you hear about the new otter and I was like yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so we were both happy about it I, I don't know she might get him one that might surprise me but so I think I'm good to go I think I'll have one when I get back. So this was just announced and it's available for shipping now. I, I don't know if it was shipping now. I think when I saw, oh, it actually, you're right. It says new in stock. And um, yeah. So when I saw it a couple of days ago, it still said back ordered. Hmm. All right. So cool. I'm, I might get lucky. I'm pulling for you, buddy. All right. I'll let you guys know. I'll do a video. Yeah. Okay. Video that 2S application. <laughs> <laughs> I might. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's kind of like you know. That's why you buy two, right? <laughs> One to test on, the other is a backup. I can't. Think oh wow! Of any model I've ever bought two of. Maybe I have, but. Well, I'm going to go back a couple of months. Fitz, <laughs> Fitz will remember uh, when we went to Joe Nall. You know, people flocked to Fitz, and so when Fitz asked <laughs> if he could fly someone's plane, they just said, "Oh yeah, yeah, go ahead." But when I asked this guy to fly his twin otter, he was like, who are you? <laughs> I don't know if I trust you. I was like, come on. I was like really egging up. I was like, come on, man. Let me fly. I can, I can fly. Trust me. And I did. I flew the crap out of his uh, otter. But that was fun. I had not flown the otter on floats before. And we had a blast out there. So, yeah. Do you think you could fly it off your little neighborhood pond? I wouldn't just because of the trees. It's, it's pretty tight. But I will find a place to take it. You bet. Oh, your field has a water of some sort. Mm -hmm. I can okay. do that. There you go. I kind of wish we had a, a, that's one of those projects. You hope someone's got lots of money to, you know, dedicate a pier. <laughs> well, <laughs> something easy to get out there and put planes down. Cause I think Fitch, you've been out there. It's kind of hard to yeah. walk out there and retrieve. Yeah, a little bit, but it's not terrible, but yeah, a little pier way, I guess would be kind of nice. I guess you haven't stuck your foot in the side. <laughs> I have. Lost my shoe. Foot yeah, left shoe. shoe exactly. It's still there <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> So there's no recovery boat out there? No. no let's mm. just reach out. So there. while you've been talking, I picked, I started up the video and uh, they're showing it fly. A couple things. It, it does this wonderful little inverted flat spin the guy did. Mm. And uh, and they're, they're flying it in a gym. So yeah. as well. So it can fly in tight spaces. And it did really well with the floats. They were flying around with the floats and it seemed just fine. Aerobatic. Yeah, it's got differential thrust. So it should have good water. <clears throat> yeah. You don't need a water rudder. Yeah, they're actually showing it on with just the differential thrust on taxiing on one motor and stuff hmm. in the gym. That's pretty well, snazzy. Not having one, I will say if it flies half as good as the full-size otter, it's going to be a great plane. So yeah, it does look like it flies really well. well I, here's a question. Looking at this, and maybe better for fit since you're looking at the video, do you think it flies in comparison how is it flying in comparison to the uh commander the arrow commander it looks like it's it's better in the in the slower flight realm than the commander is 
I doubt I could fly the commander very well indoors. This one looks like it yeah. handles really well at lower speeds. Like yeah, I can't imagine flying my Aero Commander inside anything smaller than the Astrodome. <laughs> yeah, the Air Commander is fun. It's way overpowered, but it, it looks like the flight envelope on this one is better. Cool. All right. Well, we haven't done a plane review in a while, so that was fun. The three view. The three view, the, yeah. Yeah, it's well, been a couple years at least. I'm fine. I, I'm number one. <laughs> you guys are next. <laughs> we, we have stuff three views on that nobody ever built. Remember? I did. You built yours? The Sky Hunter? Yeah. Yeah, mine's built. I've been flying it. I took it to best. Huh. Where have you been? Right. <laughs> Moving across yeah. the country. Yeah, so both okay. of you are way behind on the Sky Hunter. You still have yours, Fitz? He's going um, Sky Hunter? Ready Made RC had a, a blowout sale on the medium sized Sky Hunter. Oh, the twin tail thing. Twin tail pushers meant yeah. for FPV type stuff. Yes, I have it. It's, I haven't touched it. It's in the box. It's underneath oh. the DeLorean. With all the other boxes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is that so, even available anymore? I think it's not even sold right, right. now. Right. It was closed out when we bought yeah. it. So. I, need, I guess I need to put something, maybe put a camera in it and fly it around or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't even do that. I just had fun with it, just, you know, to take it out there. And I believe I brought it out to Camp AMA and let a couple of kids fly it out there too. Huh. Have their hands on something else. All right. Well, the point is, we can do uh, a three view at some point. Yeah, we should. Let's make that a promise for next year. Got to do right. a three view on something. All right. Empty promises. We're good at those. All right. <laughs> I'm really good at those. Best, best thing in the world. Well, the electric cub was a really good three view. That helped yeah. us really well, and we all had fun making them. So, let's yeah. revisit it. We'll have to remind ourselves, or our mm. listeners can egg us on, send us an email. Where's our three view? Where's our three view? Yeah. <laughs> Pitch Pitchforks and torches. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what's next? Fitz, you went on a little trek to a new place. Oh, plus of course, two, one, three, Mach nine. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, uh, the our local social media was all a flutter about the new hobby store that was opening up not too far from where I live. So I'm here in Houston along with Lee, but I'm in South Houston. It's a different state. To, yeah, <laughs> might as well be. And so there was one opened up in South Houston-ish. Now I have a I have my own local hobby store that I go to a lot, but as, as anytime another hobby store opens up, I'm very curious and want to see what they had. So. This one had, I went over on their opening weekend. The, they told me that this was sort of their unofficial opening. They had really, they had, they're soft not. Soft opening. It's a soft opening. They they, they didn't really, they, they were planning an official opening at some time in their future, but I figured that they had they had inventory and it's close to Christmas. They might as well open up and, and get some money to pay the rent. So uh, they had a soft opening, but it was, what I saw was actually not bad for a new store. Uh, it was, um, it's an independent hobby store. It's not part of a chain. It's called Performance Hobby, if I remember the name correctly. Not even sure if they're in Google yet, uh, in the map, that is. And I believe it's a, one of the owners is a local flyer, but not anybody I know personally, but I believe he's affiliated with one of the local clubs. And... Uh, Sorry, I'm looking it up. I just didn't think the 
look it up before I started the. Maybe it's informant well, hobby. It's a guy in the witness protection program. This is his new cover. Informant hobby. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's oh, here we go. It's RC hobbies in Pearland. Yeah, it is on Google. It just was. It wasn't there last a few days ago. So yeah, performance RC hobby. Excuse me, in Pearland, off of two eighty eight. Uh, not far, just a couple mile or two south of Beltway 8, if for those people in the Houston area. And uh, walked in, real nice. They seem to be a, they're going to be a full line RC hobby store. So they had airplanes, they had RC cars, they had a little rock crawler track in there. And in the middle of the store, they had a, a racetrack for those little one mini Z's, mini Z's, which are what, 124 yeah. scale, something like that. Yep. Kyosho stuff. Uh, yeah, Kyosho card. stuff. And they had parts and stuff for them. They had a they had a bunch of uh, RC kits, you know, uh, from from the Horizon and from um, uh, the people, the people. Uh, Kiki's company. Um, Flex? Flex, yeah, Flex, Flex Innovation. They had a nice set, uh, sort of display of RC airplanes on one side. There's a wall of stuff. And there's still a, there's a whole bunch of boxes there of stuff they're pulling out, Dubro parts and. And, and odds and ends and stuff they were still putting up on the walls and stuff the store is a good size very decent sized store in a, in a plaza nestled along lots of other stores in the area it's a very um uh, populated area with with businesses so it's not like out in the hicks and it's right off the highway so look them up they were uh, real friendly and um uh i would wish the best for them be always interesting to see how they'll grow. I plan to stop by again, uh, maybe in a month or two, to see how the store has changed. It should be interesting. Well, I was going to ask if you guys ever missed the Mini Zs. Uh, funny you mention that. When I walked in, a guy was driving one around. and had another one, and he handed me a transmitter. And says, "Hey, you want to drive around?" I'm like, ah, sure. Yeah. So I was driving around the track with him, and uh, neat little cars. A little bit squirrely, the one I was driving. Uh, I don't know if you can tune Expo or anything on them, but. Uh, oh. I don't know about that, but they they're hop upable. So they yeah. they have a bunch of different versions, two wheel drive and all wheel drive and different stuff. And a lot of them have very scale bodies. Um, but mm. if you go online and search for videos, the people racing these things, that's incredible. It's like the tenth scale and eighth scale stuff in terms of performance. And they're doing it indoors on these tight little foam tracks. Yeah, that's what it was. It was a little foam track. Uh, I, I would just went around at moderate speeds, just trying to keep it straightened from bouncing off. And, and, uh, yeah. I did okay, but I can tell, you know, I, I need a lot of practice before I even begin to race a thing. Uh, yeah. they're, they're um, small and quick. And box stock, they use dried alkaline cells, but obviously yeah. the, the, they use yeah. brushless and light bows and all that. But yeah, even box stock, I had one that I just got rid of when I moved, but box stock, they were fun to drive around on the kitchen floor and they look really good. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having one to drive around the house. I have wood floors in the house, yeah. so I'd be zipping around with it. It'd be kind of neat. So I yeah, so the, uh, I have a long-haired dog, and so oh. <laughs> <laughs> differential. But yeah, neat little things. And if you go to Kyosho's website, kyoshoamerica.com or something like that, they all the different body styles they offer. And it's interesting, I've, for a little while, I was on part of a mini Z forum on Facebook and like trading cards, like old baseball cards, certain body styles from whatever year are worth a lot of money now. And then oh, wow. other ones aren't worth squat because whatever reason. So yeah, there's what's, a lot of people really into it. 
What's neat about those since they're what one twenty four, one twenty fifth scales, you can put plastic model bodies on them. I assume you could adapt them. Yeah. And the yeah, ones that come with it are polystyrene, not Lexan. So mm, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Now years ago, Tamiya had their own version. They were called Tamtex. I think they were the first, actually. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you were a car guy way back when. You remember that? Yeah, I was. Uh, I never did Tamiya. I have one Tamiya car that oh, I only got right. a few years ago, which is that little buggy thing, three wheeled buggy guy. Mm. But yeah, I never did the Tamiya's when I was a kid. I went straight oh. to the Kyosho Ultima. All never right. See, I never did Kyosho when I was a kid. I was always Tamiya. Radio Shack. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing my dad brought. Yeah, yeah. I take it. We did have, oh gosh, we had one race car and I don't remember the brand. I may have showed you guys a picture as a little white, you know, like, like a Le Mans type car. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. That was pretty fast yeah. too, about 30 miles an hour. Back then it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. You guys know I lurk on the Facebook marketplace stuff, but uh, every now and then I'll go looking for some of the stuff I had as a kid and like the associated RC10s. There's like a whole group of people who collect those and they go for big money. And the more original really? they are, the better. Back in the day when I was racing them, you modified everything, right? There was almost yeah. nothing stock on them. That's how you race them. But now what you want is box stock. And those things are worth hundreds of bucks. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. probably hard to find a box stock because when I worked at a hobby store, yeah, that, they were people bought them to race them. And so they were constantly hopping them up with various stuff. Yeah. So it's interesting that there's people who restore RC cars and they do resto mods and same sort of things you see on the Sunday shows, the TV shows with people fixing up cars. It's like a whole subculture of that for RC cars. Is this, this old car? <laughs> right. <laughs> this old RC 10. So anyway, oh. if anybody out there has an old RC 10 collecting dust, uh, you might be sitting on a little cash. Yeah. You know, thinking about it, I think ours was associated. I think it was an associated car, but that was it a long the, time ago. The, the yeah. old gold aluminum chassis, if I remember correctly, right? Yep, that's right. it. I built a few when I was younger for other people. Yeah, and apparently there were different versions of that. There was the Ace, which I've heard of, so people mm -hmm. look for certain markings. Like, they look for VIN numbers on cars. Oh, yeah, this was a, made in this period, and it's worth this kind of like Tony a cursor does when you talk about the Cox PT19s, he knows all the different variations that they made throughout the year. <laughs> oh, the pilots had blue shirts in this year and those are really rare. Yeah. He, 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 yeah. He told me yours is not rarely. <laughs> <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> because you got one, <laughs> but it ain't $500 worth. <laughs> yeah. so, anyway, I just find that stuff interesting that, no, people collect that stuff and I've got bits and pieces of it and I'm familiar enough with it. So it's fun. Yeah. It's funny. A lot of that stuff goes, what, what do you call it? The bathtub curve where when it's new and it's popular, it costs X. And then for a while it's, they're like people are just giving away and then right. you get nostalgia kicks in after a generation and people start collecting them again. And the price goes back up again for all that parts. Right. So 72 megahertz radios, hang on to them, fellas. Uh, they're well, coming <laughs> well, they're great for submarine stuff, which I'll get into later. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have a, 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 a blue a, a Christmas a, a, a without you. I'll if you feel so blue. It'll be just thinking a, 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 about you.
It'll be decorations of red on a green Christmas tree. You want to talk about things that float? Yeah, I was just thinking that. Speaking of submarines, so I, uh, if you if you had seen on uh, RC Roundtable Facebook page, we had posted that I was having another boat float, which happened. Called? Uh, I don't know. Something about. It starts uh, with your name. Um, Fred's famous. Um, Fitzers. Fitzers. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Fitzers. Fitzers fantastic. fantastic Flotilla of Fun. Boy, yeah, that's just that. sad. And it rolls I, off the tongue, doesn't it? I was promised a live broadcast. I did not receive a live broadcast. Oh, well, because somebody didn't make it. So would have oh, to team. Didn't even show up. <laughs> <laughs> For those only listening, Lee has excused himself from the conversation. <laughs> He's burying his head in the sand. <laughs> I'm on the left the chat room. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I hope you were in the hospital. That, that's yeah. it. I was in the hospital and pumped full of drugs, and I'm okay now. They reattached the limb, and <laughs> happy to be uh, here. Because you missed a good day, because we had our weather's been wonky lately. But the day of the boat float, it was beautiful, sunny, uh, light winds, uh, but good enough winds to sail, and we had a good crowd. And temperature was nice. It was really the water was clear and a little higher than usual. So oh, I pulled out my longer keel sailboat and sailed that around a little bit. And turtle quantity was low. Only saw one or two. So it's because you you had set off depth charges the day before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> little turtle shell floating upside down <laughs> on the edge. <laughs> so for those who are new to the show, uh, I occasionally host a RC boating event. This is fantastic flotilla of fun. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows about the fa 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 fa. Yeah, the uh, so I, I host it once a quarter, roughly every three months ish. And so I did the last one for the year. And uh, as usual, we got a good mix of stuff. Some the usual stuff, some new things. Uh, our buddy Nathan popped out with a couple of new boats. Yeah, a couple of really interesting boats. Uh, one was a 3D printed uh, racing boat that did really well. I think it was his first time out with it. Oh. And he had another boat. It was a trimaran that he had gotten from somebody who had built, started building it and didn't finish it completely. And what was really unique about this, besides being a trimaran, was it did not have a normal sail. It had an airfoil wing on it, or actually two. Oh. Yeah, so these were, it was the neat, the, air, the wing was the, the sail, quote unquote sail, basically looked like an airplane wing. It was even covered in monocoat and had ribs on it and stuff. It was just real neat looking. And it could pivot uh, just a few degrees. And it Wait, had you, a... You hear that, Terry? <laughs> wing, monocoat? John boat. <laughs> oh. <In> hint. <laughs> I just had this. I just had this vision in my head of, of Terry. See, I should have left plywood overcast there. He could have put the wing right. right there in the middle of the boat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, continue. But that's on. So the it was it was pretty neat, but it was his first time running it, and unfortunately, there was not enough weight in the keel, so he put it in the water and just kind of plopped over. Oh no! Uh, then realizes uh, the original builder didn't put enough weight in the keel, so he's gonna have to take it back and do some work on it. But um, it was that neat. Is and, your friend? Yep, yep. He'll he'll come back and do it again. He thought maybe because it was a trimaran, it was have enough stability, but it didn't wasn't enough. Uh, even well, in the light winds that we had. Nathan likes his boats like I like my airplanes. Unusual. No. Yeah. Didn't yeah. he show up with a paddle boat or something one time? Yeah, he had, he had it again. Yes, that one was another mostly three D printed paddle boat of his own design 
with tank steering, it was always weird to drive around. <laughs> donuts on the lake. Yeah, you could. Donuts drift. Uh, <laughs> we had a couple of steamboats. Uh, one guy didn't, didn't see very often, came up with a steamboat, had reverse, which was pretty cool. And a normal cadre of power boats. One guy had a speedboat catamaran. It was so powerful that it jumped out of the water from a dead <laughs> stop <laughs> when he hit the throttle. Uh, he needs uh, to have little wings snap out so he can, you know, take <laughs> yeah, off, fly, for, that, yeah. fly for 20 feet and then come back down. Uh, and let's see, we had a couple of one or two surfer dudes and they, one oh. of those, um, yeah. And one guy had one of those, what do you call those things you sit on and ride around in the water? Paddle boat? Uh, <laughs> no, they're like little crotch rocket things. What do you call those? Like a jet ski? Um, yeah, jet ski. Uh, RC jet ski, that is. I like paddle boat better. It was kind of neat. <laughs> Uh, although it seemed to flip over easy, but we're here to talk about the FOF because of something that's underwater. You kind of yes. hinted at it, so let's talk about that. Is so, this the same thing we talked about on a previous show? So it actually turned out to be an interesting submarine day for a couple of reasons. An interesting submarine day. So yes, so um, I've been working on and off on a conversion of a plastic model of the flying sub from Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. So a company called Mobius has made a fairly large model of the flying sub. It's a yellow thing that can, it's acts as a submarine in the TV show. It was a submarine, but it also was an airplane. It could fly out of the water and fly around. Uh, but these have been fairly popular for making into RC conversions because there's a lot of space inside. And I've been tinkering with one on and off kind of half, half, um, just, you know, not fully involved with it. Just kind of tinker here and there. And I saw a video, um, from the guy at uh, Nautilus Subworks, or Nautilus Dry Dock, excuse me, uh, Bob. And he had said, hey, I'm converting this uh, flying sub, and I just use these little pump motor things. And I said, oh, that looks really neat. That looks quick and easy. So I ordered these pump motors, and I have found a dry box to put uh, the electronics in. And it was, yeah, it was pretty quick, actually. And so I had it ready for the boat float, at least ready enough to try it out. And so I went out, and, and I had... Stuck it in the bathtub before and just to sort of get the weight and balance right and that kind of stuff, but I couldn't uh, really run it. And I was having receiver problems. I think I mentioned to you All right. before that I had a new radio, 72 megahertz, 9C Futaba PCM. And it looked bad new, but when I put it in the water, the thing would just go haywire after a couple of inches. So I dug around and I found that I had a whole bunch of 72 megahertz modules and receivers. So I pulled out the PCM module, stuck in a regular FM uh, module, and then I found an old high-tech uh, Electron, I think it was Electron 6 receiver. And that seemed to work just fine. So I put that in, sealed it up, and proceeded to go out to the boat float with it. And now, you do that? Is the antenna sticking up or is it inside the submarine? It's inside the submarine, but I, I wrapped it around the interior, kind of mm. like laid it out and then made a big sort of circle since mm. the thing is kind of circular shape. Yeah. Uh, and so it's outside of the, the radio box, but in it's, so it's in the water, but it's out, you know, yeah. kind of best I can lay it out best I can. Uh, so when I put it in the water and I gun the throttles, and it moves very slowly. <laughs> it was, wasn't very fast, but it was fast enough and it was waiting enough that it actually went underwater so I could control the dive and it would go down. Uh, but the steering wasn't very good. It was barely steering 
And after about a minute, it was sort of doing weird things as far as it was kind of in a half roll kind of going down. I was like, what's going on? And so I pull it out of the water and I noticed one of the uh, thrust veins was missing. It's got two thrust veins to control the pitch. So one broke off somehow. And so I was like, well, yeah, (laughs) I don't know what happened. I think I had overdriven the angles and it popped off just because I wasn't paying attention to how I set it up. So it was pretty much done for the day. And I said, oh, well, it's a good shot, but I'm surprised that the pumps were, it wasn't going faster than I thought it would. And uh, so I I said, well, I'll take it home and uh, just think about it. So anyways, um, by chance, um, the guy at Nautilus Dry Docks I just mentioned, he's located in the north part of Houston, not what we call the Woodlands area. And he was having his own event. He had we had somehow double booked slightly, more overlap than double booked. But he was going to go run submarines up in his area at a little pond. And so Nathan and um, Phil says, "Hey, we're going to go visit since we when we end, he's going to st- start his sub run." Go so to the after party, let's go to the after party. Say, "Hey, you want to head up with us? We'll go up to the the sub guy." And hang out with him for a little while. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Sure. I had the rest of the day free. So we headed up to his place. Um, unfortunately, the the lake that he was planning on running, or the pond that he was planning on running, was just, just, it was pea soup, he said. It was just too messy for some reason. So they decided just to hang out at his shop. So we popped over to his shop. Uh, again, this is Nautilus Dry Docks up in the Woodlands. And he had all kinds of neat eye candy out there. He had invited people to come over so some he had a several gentlemen that came down from the dallas area working on their subs and stuff and but he had another uh, flying sub there that oh, he cool. was working on and so we were comparing notes i said hey bob the my mind doesn't seem to have much thrust and he said he had the same issue you gotta look carefully at the specs on those uh pump drives these are off-the-shelf submersible um inline pumps kind of thing they're like diesel for pumps yeah like these old um yeah sub pumps kind of thing fully submergible yeah 12 and volt. 12 volt but there's a big difference his this is yeah mine are about almost 300 gallons per hour or something like that and look at the specs on yours because he had gotten some other ones they were much lower specs on the pump thing oh. and so i took some notes took some pictures of what he was using and lo and behold yeah mine were really weak compared to what he had so he said, hey, you can order from this place. They got them real cheap. And so they're in the mail. <laughs> so upgrades are coming. So the price uh, was comparable to what you spent before? Uh, oh, no, like half the price. Oh, even less. Wow. Yeah, they're okay. much cheaper than what. And better. They're a oh. name brand. And I compared to specs and current draw and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, these are much more powerful. Good. You have to send me that because I got you to send me the specs on the oh. old ones before. But I, was, right. uh, I held off on buying them. And I'm glad I did. Um, I'm so sorry. Yes, I forgot about that. I'll send you after the show. I'll send you the link where I got them from. Get your no. some. Get them before you don't you know stock. You sent me the old ones before, but yeah, don't get those. <laughs> uh, I forgot to tell you. So yeah, but anyways, this is if you're into submarines or curious about them, check out his website. He has a YouTube channel as well, and he had some neat stuff. He had one uh, a German World War II submarine. The thing must have been ten feet long. It was huge. Wow. It was ginormous. 
he had some really unusual looking things. Uh, a a British World War II midget sub kind of thing that was that was just beautiful. The detail and the weathering on it. It was just it was weird looking. It looked like a World War One or it looked like a Confederate War sub or something. Wow. But he said it was actually a short range British sort of um, raiding sub that they would tow out to an area area, do their business and get out get out of town. Oh, uh, cool. and, and just a just a myriad of other stuff. He had a sea view. Speaking of voice bottom of sea, a very large sea view that was in the process of being worked on. Uh, and gentlemen had all kinds of various modern and whatever subs. But the last thing is, apparently he was having a drawing. He had he had a another sub. I think it was called a Type Two O Two German sub, and um. And he was auctioning it off. Not auction, it was uh, not, raffling it off. Excuse me. And so, you, I guess his his viewers and customers would buy raffle tickets, and he was going to make a drawing. And we were there. He said, "Yeah, I'll do a live show. We can do a drawing." And he asked me to pull the ticket. And I finally I pulled the ticket out, and it says Nathan E. I say like, E. Wait, <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> And it was Nathan sitting, standing right behind me. He had won it. Wow. <laughs> did, yeah. But here's the question. Did he buy a ticket that day? Like, or did, was it, had he already entered? I think he had already entered. Okay. I was going to say that. But he can correct me. I don't remember. But yeah, he said he just bought one ticket. And oh, wow. ended up winning it. So he may have bought it that earlier that day. I, I can't say. I didn't get the detail. But yeah. Uh, so it was worth it his time to go up there. And he's got this yeah. neat little, it's a really unusual looking submarine. You can look it up. But uh uh, he won and um, had a chance to pop over to his house and look at. Uh, he's got a real nice setup because mutual acquaintance of ours. He bought the house, remember? And uh, Lee, he's I don't know if you've been over his place, he's got a really nice setup. I have not, but anyways, uh, he's working on a 3D printed sub, and oh. uh, that's also very nice as well. So it's, he's it's in good hands for somebody who's ostensibly an airplane guy. He's also doing some good <laughs> he's good people, he's telling that's yeah. what they say about you too, Fitz. You're you're only an airplane guy ostensibly. <laughs> so, anyways, so we had a good time uh, with regular boats and submarines, and uh, so I got to get to maybe over the holidays I can uh, finish up the, a conversion of one of my subs and get it working again and get the flying sub running and uh, have some fun in the water. Were there any rescues that needed rescuing? Yeah, several. Uh, what a gentleman did bring out his tugboat, like Lee has, with the arms on it. And so he ended up rescuing two or three boats that flipped over. Good. Glad there was somebody to step in for Lee. Yeah. I'm not making fun of you. I thought you were. No. You'll know. You'll hey, know. I'm going to do, a, a if I can, a segue from the raffle win to our prize giveaway. Yes. It's really more your prize giveaway, but sure. It's our giveaway. Okay, it's my giveaway. It's all me. <laughs> me, me, me. I had a giveaway. These two, they had nothing to do with it. I know nothing. <laughs> On our last show, I had a little giveaway. I I have this little AMA hat during our live show, and I asked anybody who was watching the show to send an email. Of all the thousands of people who entered, <laughs> that's the joke. <laughs> no, um, we have a winner, and we're announcing it now, but he already knows because I had to email him back. But Ron Paul, he actually is one of the hosts for RC Plane Lab that Terry was on. He was our winner. So I got his address in Illinois, Illinois, 
So I will be shipping him the, the AMA hat. So thanks, Ron, for watching and playing the game. And that's how you win. And next year, I'm sure Fitz and Terry will come up with a whole bunch of goodies that they're going to give away. Probably not. 20, 2023 is their year of the giveaway. <laughs> it's been your year every year. <laughs> every year. <laughs> I see no reason to change that. I see. I see. You're anyway. good at giving stuff away. We'll have more stuff to give away. I promise. Even if I have right. to go to Fitz's house and five finger something, and he'll go, hey. what? where did you get that? <laughs> I have one just like that. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. All right. Well, speaking of RC Plane Lab, doing a winter build of the Great Plains Electrostreak. And I am participating in that. <clears throat> and to that end... I bought plans from the AMA plan service for the Electro Street, the original version. Wait, and, wait. Uh, is this a group thing? Uh, well, yeah, like an online group build. So, okay, okay. So, Lee, do you have their website up? Uh, RC Plane Lab? Yeah. I will pull it up. Okay. Like There's a link along the top of the page for the Electro Street Winter build, and it hasn't started yet, but um, they're offering uh, – a short kit, which has wing ribs and fuselage formers and a set of plans. And I think it's like 25 bucks and that's available until the end of this month or close to the end of this month. Right. And then everybody's going to spend uh, January through whatever March, I don't know, putting them together. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to do that. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do different about mine. I'm thinking about using one of those Astro motors I got recently, uh, that's the power oh, source for it. It's like Astro a yeah. 05, maybe? Or maybe the geared 15 and really give it some ugh. But uh, I'm not sure. There you go. Yeah. So it oh. starts in 18 days. Interesting. So anyway, so yeah, I think the more people. And as a matter of fact, I texted my uncle in Florida today because I remember he had one of the original kits. He might have even gotten it from me. I don't remember. But I told him about this so he could participate if he wants to. But uh, I thought it would be fun. So I'm planning to spend part of my winter building Electrostreak. That's interesting. I actually I had an original Electrostreak kit for some time, but I ended up selling it some years ago because I just didn't think I'd ever get to it. Yeah. I just got some other things. Uh, but it's neat that you can get plans and a short kit. Yeah. That's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. And on that weekend, this was, I guess, a Black Friday sale, but it was – Thanksgiving Day weekend for the AMA, they had 15% off all their plans. Mm. So I ended up getting the Electra Street plans and oh, I also got plans for a Robin Hood 25. There's a few different Robin Hood plans. And I told you guys that I had that fuselage that I bought a couple of years ago that I was pretty sure was a Robin Hood and it seemed to be the size of a 25. So I got those plans and already already had the wing kit for a Great Plains PT-40 that seemed like it would fit well. And so I was basically just getting the plans so I would have the outline of the tail surfaces and I could you know, stay true to the overall shape of the airplane. Well, all that stuff arrived yesterday, the plans that is. And the fuselage that I have is not the Robin Hood 25. It's about 25% bigger than that. <laughs> But that's okay. Again, since I only wanted the really the profile of the tail surfaces, um, I can just blow that section up a little bit and and build off what I already have. Um, but my plan for that kit or kit is to use the Astro Cobalt Twenty Five that I recently got. Oh, so goodies. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be another winter project that I intend to get to pretty soon. 
and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And it'll it'll be kind of a mutt because it comes from an unknown source for the pre-built fuselage and then a separate wing kit and plans that don't match. But it'll be fun. It should all go together, and it's pretty straightforward stuff. Boxy fuselage, flat bottom wing. It, it can't yeah. not work. Uh, just to go back a little bit to the electro streak, if I recall, no, we're done with that. No. We're done with it. You missed your chance. Uh, I'm sorry, you're, you're breaking I can it. Watch this. Fine. I can remove <laughs> Terry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, removes extreme prejudice. <laughs> what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say that. Uh, can you hear us? Yes, can I hear can us. hear you. And I'm but, sorry. Uh, see, we take about again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Time out. Behave. Uh, I brought now, you into this world. I'll take you out. <laughs> so a little history lesson. Wasn't the Electrostreak one of the first high-performance electric planes? As far Indeed. as like a, a speed? Yeah, I thought it was yeah. Yeah, when, back in the days of can motors and round cells. Yep. It was designed to go fast and almost be a, pile, a mini pylon kind of issue thing. Yeah. And interesting because with the plans that I bought from the AMA, they included the original build article. So I didn't know this, but apparently it was a build article before it was a kit, before it was in our... Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You can't read the first page because they had the text over a photograph. And by the time you photocopy it and fax it and draw it with crayon, that text (laughs) isn't legible. But the rest of it is legible. And he talks about, first of all, going to the hobby shop and buying... A, a leisure can motor, 1200 yeah. hour, seven yeah. cell battery, and a 15 minute fast charger. And uh, bringing all that stuff you home. You mean space and, heater? Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and the ESC is a toggle switch. But he talks about designing the airplane around that stuff and then everybody just being amazed at this airplane. Uh, but interestingly, he said he was getting, getting eight and nine minute flights, aerobatic flights with really? that power stuff. Wow. Now, I mean, you probably have to calibrate yourself to what the expectations were, but still, he was looking for aerobatics and got it. So, I, it would be interesting to see how aerobatics of that day compare to what we expect now. Yeah, I mean, that back then it was that was when electric aircraft could barely get out of their own way, much less you know, aerobatics half the time. You know, he talks about the original Leisure can motor and then also trying it with the Cobalt 05 direct drive. Mm. And of course, since then, a lot of people have done different brushless setups and things like that. And then you know, Great Plains had that ARF version that was either a fiberglass or a blow-molded fuselage and that came with a can motor. Anyway, lots of variations on the theme. I'm excited to build something now. You know I'm going to do something different from the plans. I'm not sure what yet, but <laughs> there's no way I can build it. It's stuck. Make it a canard. It'll be a pusher. <laughs> yeah, pusher canard. <laughs> But a I'm excited about wing. it. <laughs> right. But uh, you guys, uh, speaking of three views, get a set of plans, get a short kit. It's 25 bucks. And uh, participate. You're shaking your head, Lee. Why? What's wrong with you? It's, I have so many other planes on my workbench that have been pushed aside. I've got like four that I haven't finished. You're going to be busy melting I've, your I've mini tornado. I've got to promise myself to finish one of the four first before I take on another project. That's I've never made a promise like that before in my life. I am making the promise. I have to. All right. Well, that's my intent. We'll see how much of it I get done. But I, at this point, I'm committed to getting this thing done and being involved with that winter build. So 
Fitz seems be... intrigued enough that I think he's impressionable. He, yeah, we can work I on might, him. I think I might consider getting the plans. I have access to a laser cutter. It might be fun to Ooh, get well, it, for, my own parts out. For 25 bucks, it's already done for you. Well, how much of a short kit was it? It was the ribs That's, and... I think it was 25 bucks gets you ribs, formers, and plans. Oh, uh, you well, probably can do it yourself for that. Yeah, at, yeah. I don't think I could do it for much cheaper than that. Right, I still have to buy the plans, it. and it take me time to trace out the parts, and then I've got to buy the wood. And, 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 yeah, maybe just get the short kit. Yeah, yeah. if it was available, ship. just get it and just stick it on the shelf. And yeah, it should so be a there's quick a build. Yeah, uh, yeah, it should be. Well, um, you know what? Just to, <laughs> to to add on to Fitz's, both of us have the wing manufacturing B twenty five. <laughs> and, yeah. a, and I also have the P38 and we were talking about how we need to finish these planes. So, and I still yeah. have, see there, there's four planes on my desk, but that I still have a P38 in the garage that's saying, Hey, finish me. Not to mention this one is going to need some attention someday. I hope yeah. it's not when I'm retired <laughs> living in a cabin. Mm. Well, you know? Fitz never met a new project he didn't like. So yeah, but, you know, yeah, maybe, you know, another <laughs> holiday project. So, so I still got to finish the mini bow I'm working on. I'm building that. That's oh, right. coming along. Uh, so anyways, all right. Well, um, in the, I had a tube, the AMA plans still come rolled in a tube. I don't think that's nice. going to last longer, but yeah, oh, man. um, these did. And so there was the Robin hood 25, the electro streak. And also I got another Astro motor. So thanks to Phil Tallman, we did that live show and he mentioned that he had an Astro motor. He would send me, I thought he was just joking, but lo and behold, a motor showed up in my mailbox a few days later. Lee, thank you for giving him a, my address. I assume that was you. Did um, you get a flaming bag as well? A flaming stink bag? No? Darn it. No. no. <laughs> I told him to surprise you. <laughs> I guess that didn't happen. Uh, what I did get was an Astro 010 brushless. They're um, really small brushless speed 400 replacement with uh, the speed control on it. So thinking of projects for that and in my brain, I had speed 400 airplane. And as I was going through the AMA's list of plans, I ran across the Gus Morphus Astro Blaster. Yeah, there it is. An interesting thing about this motor, uh, Lee's got a picture of the 010 up there now. Um, they made geared and direct drive versions, but it's essentially meant to turn uh, the same prop as the Speed 400 at about the same RPM at less than half the amps. So I think they originally intended it as just a drop-in Speed 400 replacement. And that's what I'm intending to do here with a twist, of course. So as I was starting to say, um, the plane that I decided on is a Gus Morphus Astro Blaster. Does that... Does that create any pictures in your brain? No. It is a swap, but it was designed to be launched with an Estes rocket and then. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we'll see. That the when I think Estes, I don't think of the other way. I think Estes Astro Blaster. So, yeah, I'm familiar with the Astro Blaster. Yeah. So, AMA had plans for that, and it looks pretty simple. Uh, there's not a whole lot of detail in it, but it appears that originally it was a foam core wing sheeted with 132nd balsa. Um, but I'm thinking about building it out of Depron. You know, with that uh, estate sale that you and I recently did, Lee, I'm suddenly flush with all kinds of black and white foam. There it is. And so I'm thinking I'll just build this out of all oh, Depron. Yeah. 
Maybe it's even a flat plate wing. Yeah, I think, it, I think it just had a flat wing. Plate. No, it does have some airflow to it. It was uh, okay. looks like a hot wire foam core with one thirty okay. second sheeting. Yeah, uh, no, you no, said now I remember it. The Gus Morphus threw me off, but uh, yeah, I remember yeah. those. Well, yeah, I was thinking because Gus Morphus he did all those Ace Simple Series planes, I believe, yeah. and so I used to have one of those with a Speed four hundred. Boy, we're coming full circle here. The um, the Ace Simple four hundred looks like a three quarter size Electro Streak. Lee, see if you can pull that up. No, I was just showing the box. If anybody had seen the box before. Oh, was it a kit too? Yeah. Oh, I yeah, didn't Estes, know that. Because that's, that's the Estes. That's how okay. I remember seeing it. So, what were you looking for? Um, the. I believe it you was. Froze. You froze. Like a, Ace Simple Four Hundred. It was okay. part of the Ace Simple series. Yeah, there's a whole used, series of. They had a whole bunch of stuff that used their foam core wing. They had the yeah. straight and then the tapered. And I think this was an Electro Street clone scaled to that wing that yeah. used a Speed 400. So anyway, um, I'm thinking about my right, planning. To, yeah, I'm planning to build that um, Astro Blaster out of Depron. And in the tube where the rocket motor would have gone, I'll put that Astro 010. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm considering making it flat plate. Uh, I'm not sure. We'll see. But it looks like it'll come together pretty quickly. There's just not a whole lot to it. My only reservation so far is looking at the plans. The CG seems pretty far back for a canard. So I might build like a one-third scale or a half-scale uh, profile glider to figure out the, the CG first. But I don't know. I wonder if that's to make it more stable as a rocket. But it still has to glide down, right? So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it'll be a simple matter to figure out, I think. Or maybe it won't. So those are my plans. I got lots to do of the plans to do it, which is exciting. And uh, I'm anxious to get going. I had another thought. Maybe the CG changes because as you burn the fuel off, it'll move the CG forward. Do rocket motors, like powder rocket motors, get lighter as they burn? Uh, All right, so not not entirely oh. electro streak, but I have one of these. Oh, electro sport. It's yeah, I remember. That. Yeah. yeah. So I had one growing up, and it was called the flying brick. <laughs> when we were talking <laughs> earlier, it really was my dad. Unofficial name. I, you know what? Uh, I don't have time to share with you right now, but I will send you guys a link to me flying it when I was probably 12 years old mm -hmm. on a high start. <laughs> oh, you've talked about that before. And so, yeah, because it just, we could not get it to fly on the little 400 motor or whatever it was, can motor and the batteries. It was just too heavy. So we ended up just putting a tow hook on it and just chunking it up in the air and then flying it down in 10 seconds. What but motor I, did you have in it? It was just a big, heavy can brush motor. I don't okay. remember. But I bought another one, new in box. So my goal is to, you know, make it brushless and maybe put it on one S. <laughs> For those um, listening, Lee has a picture of the Astro oh, Flight Astro Sport, which was like a shoulder wing. Is it three channel or two? It looks like it does not even have ailerons. Uh, it does not have ailerons, but you can okay. add ailerons. So but yeah, it's a sporty looking thing designed around, I think, uh, Astro 05 or some sort of 05 can motor. And yeah, it's a 37 inch wingspan round cells. So I'm glad you brought this up because I was thinking 
about projects that we could do. Now that I've got a handful of Astro Motors, you guys said that you have some, or at least Fitz does. Do you have anything, Lee? If I have, you don't. I think I have one that's got a planetary drive on it. Oh, even better. Okay. We should do projects around an Astro Motor. You've got the Astro Sport. Why would I do that? I've got all these brushless motors to play with at half the amps. The nostalgia. <laughs> it's because. I have the kit. That's the nostalgia part. I want to I exceed the level of flying I did when I was a kid. I don't want to be just, uh. <laughs> You're going to no, make me With, with, with uh, lithium batteries and stuff, no. it would be much better. I, and lighter you know servos. Terry, that's that's your love. Your passion is to go. Ooh, I'm sport. happy to send you brush motors. Yeah, and if you're not going to use that one, but... yeah. I'll well, join here's... you, Terry. I'll be your Thanks. I'll be your that's huckleberry. The, I have. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You know, there are going to be some people that agree with me, and then some people agree with you. That is perfectly fine. But yeah. I'd like to fly this this Astro Sport that I got, you know, new in box with you know ten times the power. I have. <laughs> 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 you know? I well, deserve it. <laughs> you do. You do. I'll have to so, see. I don't know if it's a 25 or 15 I have. I think it's a 15, right? Is oh. it? Can you close your fist around it? Yes. It's not that big. And it's a 15. Okay. <laughs> but um, so I'm glad you brought that up, Lee, because I told you I thought about maybe we could all do something with an Astro motor, either a classic Astro plan such as that. And the, there you what go. Made me... You use the Astro motors. I'll fly the Astro plane. Yeah. Okay. How's that? Okay. How about we do? How about we, we compromise? We pick an Astro plane, and then and that... Terry and I will use Astro brushed motors, and Lee can use whatever he wants. He can put a V8 engine in it if he wants. An Astro product of some type. Yeah, Astro product of some type. Some an older, you know. I guess they're all older. Nostalgia, you know. Yeah. Vintage, well, whatever you want to call it. Here, let me get this part out, and then we can uh, riff on the other part. But you guys remember that at the RC event I went to a couple months ago with Phil Hinkle, when I was there, I bought another used Amptique that had a geared 05 Astro in it, and it also had the original box of parts. I brought all that home, and then I started going through the box. I assumed it had the plans for the Amptique in it. It did, but it also had plans for an Astro Flight Wasp which is another small sporty plane designed around the Astro 05. So I'm like, oh, well, that's, you know, I, that's fortunate. I, I got to build that now. What do they call that? Kismet? So uh, the universe is telling me to build this model. It's uh, like a twin tail, like a B-25 kind of twin tail, a sporty little thing, barely wrapped around, yeah, a motor and NICAD. And it's... Three oh. channel elevator aileron throttle. So anyway, I was planning to build one of those. So I was thinking, until Lee ruined the whole thing, we could each build a classic design meant for Astroflight motors, or even more fun maybe would be to rather than modernize and demodernize a new design. So we take something that's off the shelf now with a brushless system. We convert it to an old Astroflight system, maybe not with oh. NICADs, but just yeah. to see what the difference is. I won't do the NICADs, but I do everything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, can you Lee is me? not excited by this. That's okay. Well, I can't wait to fly my uh, Twin Otter UMX when it comes. In. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm busy. I'm flying my Twin Otter. 
I don't have time for that. Well, here, I, I'll keep it simple. We all have Astroflight 109 chargers, right? First generation LiPo chargers? Yes. All right, let's just video ourselves charging something on one of those and then putting out the inevitable fire. <laughs> I still use mine. I don't know what you're talking about. You do not. I do. You use your Astroflight 109, non-balancing. We, we absolutely do. You like to gamble, don't you? No, it's just for small stuff. It's perfectly fine. For one was, S. And you put, oh, <laughs> you put a no. blinky on it? We, see, we have a balancer on it. The we have, blinky? We have, no, or something separate? Because uh, it didn't have a built-in balancer. Was it, a, was it a Great Plains, like the Electrofly balancer? Yeah. Yeah, we got one of those on there. But that's going down the wrong path. So I will join you in your Astro Flight theme, whether it's right. the plane or the motor. Pick an Astro Flight product. And there then, you go. Okay, fine. At least I will, one. I will build the sport and have fun okay. with that. All right. Didn't they have a neat Again, little V? Not one of the four that's still on my table. So now it's five. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they have a neat little V tail glider? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. There were a bunch of them back then. What's it called? Are you think you're not thinking of the pusher one, are you? Yeah, I had a pusher and a V tail. Wasn't that Astro Flight? Some... No. I could have told you what it was if you hadn't asked me. <laughs> All right, listeners out there, while we're scratching our brains and you're yelling at your radio, send us an email and remind us what that airplane's called. I have pictures of one because a uh, guy out at uh, JSC built one, a beautiful one. Yes, that was, um, it was Randy Stone, I think, built it. Uh, it wasn't, it was a friend of Randy's that built it. Oh, maybe it was a friend of Randy. Because I remember I, I flew it once or twice to get it tuned in for him. Right. And it was such a neat looking plane and really nice. It was nice looking. Yeah. Really when I'm lying in bed tonight trying to go to sleep, it's going to come to me. You're going to spring up in the bed. <laughs> Eureka! Your wife's going to look at you funny. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> so now that we were talking Astroflight some more, I did an Astroflight search and my video came up. Oh, wow. Have y'all seen this? Is that, yeah, we have. That's, a little, that's you there. With the that's me and it? my dad flying a, a Super that's Monterey. Little Lee. And I have a Super Malibu. In my, what are you like? Are you laughing or are you just? No, it's inside me. I don't want it to <laughs> go away. Is it thermal charger? That's it. Thermal charger. Uh, oh, no, wait. I interrupted a, his brain. That was uh, SR batteries. I think made that one. No, was it? I say something precision, but uh, that part's precision that, I, can live, I can live with not knowing that I, the thermal charger is what. Got, all right, yeah. I'm sorry, Lee. Please continue. No, this oh, is you know because I have the Super Malibu. That's another kit I have. So I too have two Astroflight kits, and you know this is my passion. I love, love, love this. So this is one of my fondest memories with my dad is flying this sucker. And this is the one I have an hour flight on. This model. Oh, wow. So so were those kits pretty good? Very good. Right. That thing, I'm, that thing was called Patches because we've crashed it so many times, and <laughs> it was purple with gold, and then the tail was red, and you name it. But uh, that was a really good plane. So I got to go to my landing because I thought that was pretty good here. But right, that was cool. me, tiny. Yeah. But uh, thanks, thanks to my dad's friend who still had this video. I'd been looking for it for a long time, and it also has the collection. Of, uh, this day we were flying, I had the collection of the uh, flying brick flying. Uh, the so, flying brick, the brick. <laughs> so, how old do you think you were when you did that? I was probably 10. Wow, 10 ish. Man, but there you go. See the weird stripes we put on the bottom? Oh, yeah, that's funky. <laughs> anyway, so I, I do have a you know connection with Astro Flight. So, all right, so, so I redeemed I, myself in a little bit. 
Uh, completely. I looked it up. The company that made the thermal charger is GMP something model products. I don't know. Okay. So yeah, neat looking airplane. Little pusher V-tail. Two meter, I guess. All right. So I think that was everything. I told you earlier, Lee, that when you bring up the, the hat winner, I had a big segue into lots of other things. Well, that was my segue. And I'm segued out now. Did you want to see the thermal charger? Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Pretty airplane. Yeah. Simple, clean. I like a, it. A fuselage only a mother could love. No. No. Everybody a, loves it. Look fine. at the short. Look at that short, uh, what do you call it? Motion? Movement. Moment arm? Moment. Yeah. yeah. Look how short that is. Yeah. You're stuck with a pretty small prop because of the tail boom there. But, yeah. yeah. Just spin it really fast. You'd be all right. Well, it was designed for, you know, RC car motors, so they spun fast. Yeah. yeah. All right. So do we have other stuff on the list? We've only been talking for an hour and eight minutes here. Yeah, only. <laughs> Trying to get it all in before the end of the year. Yeah. I had a workbench item, but didn't know if you guys had anything else you wanted to put on the list. Uh, do we want to talk about our maybe favorite thing of the year? Favorite hobby thing? Hobby item acquisition, anything like that? Um, we could, but my brain is still fresh on all the Astro Motors I was just recently sent. So <laughs> it wouldn't be fair to all the other things I got throughout the year. Uh, that's true. Good point. And it was a good year for me. I got a lot of stuff. Mm. Yeah, you guys go ahead. What? I know you got a bunch of stuff too, Fitz. So you start, Fitz. What's your We'll start yeah. with one. We'll add more if we get into it. I was kind of thinking I did get some neat stuff. Uh, I think I'm going to pick the thing that's going to be most used and useful. Not and... the DeLorean. No. <laughs> 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 no. Well, that's not useful at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but I have plans for that. Uh, I, I'm saving my pennies to do some stuff with that. Okay. Uh so probably getting the NX10 radio, I think, is really the most uh, significant in a way because um, I, the 8 was okay. I had a DX8 G2, which was pretty good, but it was a few times that I had ran out of uh, options, either channels or, or memory options or mixing options or something. Uh, so it'd be going up to 10 channel. And also having, uh, you know, all of the memory spaces it has. Basically, I've been slowly migrating all my aircraft onto that one radio yeah. for the most part. So it's really nice to have one radio that can do everything. Uh, that's in this nice, own nice little case that's modern, the most modern out there, for, relatively does it, speaking. Does it come with a case or did you add one on? This came with a case. This is the SE version. Huh. So the NX10 right. SE comes with a case, carrying case. The Fitzwalker signature. Yeah, oh, signature edition. Oh, 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 I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I've got I've got some neat planes that I've built and, and ran and, and stuff like that. But it's in the paint scheme of a zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the Maru on the side, you know, or something, the battle flag. Uh, so, I think it was that was really um, such a useful addition to my modeling fleet. I think. Uh, it kind of stands out above all the other neat stuff I did and got, even including the neat stuff I got at Perry. All right. All right. What about you, Lee? 
I had two, but I because the rules were one, I will probably say my trailer. You made the rules. You can uh, yeah. break them. No. I think I, I, the other one's good. Well, if we keep going, I'll do my second one. The other one's the second. The second place was tight, but the trailer is probably my favorite purchase. I got to use it several times and took it on two long trips and was very helpful and uh, got to sleep in it at best, which wasn't <laughs> too bad. So, uh, and I think what you know for me as a dad and having my kids, you know, use it and they helped me put it together. You know, Ryan took a a very strong liking to it and kept thinking in his head what other things he could do with it. And we're hoping to, it, it, there's a lot of work to be done on it and we've just been so busy, but I'm hoping maybe next year he and I can set up some time to set it up for camping, like real as a camping trailer type hmm. device. So it, take go ahead. a thought. Do you still have that mini bike? I do. Can you so can you drive down the street, lower the gate or the trailer and drive the <laughs> mini bike into it like Night Rider? <laughs> The answer is yes, but <laughs> not a priority. You think right. of other things to do with it. I, I think no, that would be pretty no. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's that's really <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Vince. Um, no problem. The idea was that we were going to take the shelves out and build uh, cot-type mounts on the bottom. <clears throat> so we could, like, have two cots and then set up other stuff. But, you know, thank, thankfully... Um, I've got all my electrical diagrams done and uh, it really worked out well. So I think we were on a, we're on a roll and everything else is downhill from here. So the trailer has been really nice to having. And it so, was very nice for Terry to drag that big ass flat printer up to. I don't even know yeah. what you're doing with it, if anything, but you know, we stuck it in there for you. So happy, happy travels. Happy travels. It's in my garage Delivery. waiting for its turn. Okay. Um, Your turn, so, Terry. well, not yet because oh. The last time I remember talking about the trailer, you had been having some battery issues and you were working out a plan. So what became of the battery situation? Oh, well, uh, Fitz had given me several Leaf batteries. I haven't tied them together yet because I watched a video online about this guy who set them up in a certain way and he had a special balance card, I guess, that went between all the cells. And I think that's the right way to go. So as Is soon as way? I get... Is that what you're using the Astro 109 for? <laughs> you're just hung on that. You know what? Give Astro Flight credit. Those things still charge LiPo batteries. I don't oh, care what you say. Um, but I eventually I will use the Leaf batteries so I can do a 24 volt system. I already have the 24 volt, you know, pure sign inverter, little powerful sucker, expensive sucker too. But you know, with the setup I had, because I picked up an inexpensive 1500 watt 12 volt. And I ran everything on one battery. So unfortunately, I could not find a second copy of the gel cell I've got. Couldn't find a duplicate. Same model. So, I'll, you know, it, it worked out great. I'll switch to the Leaf battery and then we'll have a brand new system. But I got my lights in, got my fan in. I installed electric outlet so I can plug my generator on the outside and run power back inside. Uh, all the interior hasn't been finished. So we pulled off a lot of the trim pieces to run everything. So um, we're, we're close. All right, cool. So it's ready for spring. It, well, it'll be ready for spring. Come February, March, we'll, uh, we'll finish it up. All right. Nice. So you're not going to add another item, just the one. Okay. I'll throw in the other one. The, the P38 that I got at uh, Bomberfield. 
The, the yellow aircraft? No. That, oh, the other one. The ARF. Oh, the one you finished for best? No, the one I got at the Warbird event for a really good price that's sitting in my garage that hasn't been finished yet. But that was a really good purchase because I'm looking forward to finishing it. Well, see, I was trying to make fun of you there because I thought you committed to finishing it for best. I didn't get, I uh, just could not. I was working on the trailer. Which best? <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks, Vince. <laughs> Thanks for saving me. But I'm, I will hopefully get that one done pretty soon. All right. You've got all the parts. You just got to. I got to get some more electronics and that whole uh, IX-14 <laughs> discussion we had. I was like, dang, it should have been, should have been an, X, an X-14. But uh, that's, I, mean, I think on that one, I won't need anything but the nine channels that I have. So I should be good with that. It's the yellow yeah. aircraft. I'm going to need a new radio. Anyway, hmm. that's that. All right, your turn. I'm going to guess all those lovely little motors was your best gift this year. Yeah, can I put them in one pile? And That's it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there's that. I got a bunch of Astroflight motors recently, and I don't know why, but I've just taken a special liking to those those gold little jewels. And it started with Yuli sending me that one a few weeks ago. That really reignited my enthusiasm for those motors. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, it put a should have started when Fitz and I went to Perry swap meet doing a live show. And you said, buy that <laughs> well, <laughs> during right. the show. We bought that motor for you. Wasn't yeah. that the, the first one? No, I've taken a shine to them for a while. And I'm not sure why, just because I like old electric stuff, I guess, but I wasn't necessarily thinking in terms of pretty ones. Oh, like okay. I, I wanted to have airplanes fly with them. So I was kind of hoarding a few of them. And the one you got at Perry was, with the intent to fly, but you sent me that pretty one. And I'm like, wow, this would be nice. Just, just nice to look at. It's never been flown. It's never been scratched. It's, it's yeah. Hugging and squeezing and calling it George. Yeah. Keep it under my pillow at night. <laughs> um, so again, I have been getting other ones with the intent to fly them and all that, but the one you sent me just uh, was really nice. And out of the other ones that you helped broker the deal on, one of them was a geared 035. It looks to be in very similar condition as in never used, never bolted to anything. So yeah, also very nice stuff. So th there's answer number one, my recent Astroflight cobalt motor finds and brushless motor finds. And for number two, I'm trying to think back through the year, which has been so hectic with the move and all that. Um, but they, my multiplex Sonic liner, turned out to be a neat little addition. One of those things that's been on my bucket list for a long time, and I finally found one. And not only did I find one in good shape, but it had already been upgraded. So, yeah. Interesting thing about that. I don't know where these little sidebar tidbits keep coming from. <laughs> sidebar, on, <laughs> on Facebook last week, somebody posted in the flight test forums asking if they had ever upgraded a multiplex sonic liner. I'm like, oh, as a matter of fact, <laughs> I didn't upgrade it, but I have one. So they wanted pictures of how the motors were mounted because in the original, you just epoxied the Speed 400 right to the foam yeah, and, and waited for it to melt down. Right over the vent holes. <laughs> yeah. What vent holes? <laughs> well, there's yeah. little, little vents in the back. <laughs> uh, I don't think there was. You just oh, wow. uh, you knew you were going to cook it. The Twin Star was that way too. You epoxied those. 400s in there and then put another piece of foam over the outside just for good measure 
Um, so I thought it was neat that it was a guy, I think he's an American living in Italy. Maybe he's in the service or something. I'm not sure. But uh, I was able to share photos of my rig to hopefully help him get his set up. So yeah, fun airplane, neat airplane. So those are my two. Good job, Smithers. All right, so maybe we should do a post on Facebook. I don't know if it would be a poll or just a regular post, but I would like to hear what our readers, readers, listeners, watchers, um, what their thoughts are on their favorite acquisitions of the year, whether it's a new product or an old product from a swap meet or something they made from scratch. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. So, Lee? Yes? You, you might not want to talk about this, but I think you should divulge some more information about Frias. Your ears must have been burning because Phil Tallman just sent me a message while you were <laughs> saying that and he's asking about Fria. And I, I was oh, thinking really? he was going to ask about, like, did Terry get the motors? <laughs> oh. Well, <laughs> yeah. P.S. Terry get the motors. Maybe his ears were burning too. Uh, Fria applications are in progress. We've had requests for uh, help or a guide. So Tyler Dobbs and I create a, <laughs> I won't say short, <laughs> video that has chapters so you can go forward and backwards. Well, uh, hold on about... a second. Hold on. You got to do the, the groundwork here. Oh, Lay the foundation. Gosh. So Everything. they don't want this... to hear this. They've already, go back to the previous episode. Listen to all about Frias in the previous one. To prepare for these very common sense remote ID laws that are <laughs> oh, benevolent benefactors, the FAA, or would, would you like to continue flying at your club like you always have? Well, then sign up for a Fria. <laughs> Frias are your friend. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm being uh, snarky here. But so apparently clubs have to sign up to get exclusions from being required to use remote ID. And you're part of the group at the AMA that's processing those. So yeah, Fria stands for Federally yeah. Recognized Identification Area. Basically, we want to put a pin on the map to say where people are flying model airplanes so that you can fly there without a remote ID installed into your aircraft so that others around you will know that you're flying in a model aviation protection zone. How's that? Yeah. The way this works is clubs are completing an application that gives us the answers to the FAA application that we are submitting. So as members, as club members, you're not actually working with the FAA. You're just sending us the answers. We are going through it. We're making sure everything's filled out completely, that everything's correct. GPS coordinates are correct. The biggest issue is <clears throat> setting up the perimeter, whether it be a radius or a polygon. And that's where we have to step in and work with some members because I will say majority of these clubs aren't working well for a radius, unlike an airport. If you look at the U.S. map for airports, you'll see that most of the time they have a circle around them. Well, uh, that they're lucky. They can fly over air houses like mine <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, but in this case, we don't really have that freedom. But the good news is with the polygon, we can be uh, way more exact, probably give you the best flying spot anyway. So once you submit it, we put it on to the FAA's drone zone site. Uh, each of us have an account, so we we submit it. Now, the, the caveat here is it may take months for the FAA to start approving them. The good news is that doesn't really affect your flying. Be, you know, we're, we've still submitted it, so we've, we're doing our job. But uh, 
that's where we stand. It's a slow process, unfortunately. So I know that we are kind of behind because we've had to answer a lot of questions, but hopefully the video we are sending to club officers will help. All right. Cool. That's I mean, all I've got to say about that. Yeah, I don't want to say anything about remote ID is cool, but that's a cool update. Thank you, Lee. There you go. That's all yeah. we're done. You're cool. That's what I meant to say. I appreciate that. Yeah. My coworkers are cool because we're working together. It's teamwork. Yeah. So I'll jump on to another topic. A fun topic. It's time for what's on your workbench. We need a song. <laughs> yeah. What's on your workbench? What's, what's on, your workbench? on your workbench? Uh, I picked up from the Richardson swap meet. I don't know if Fitz remembers an old fly zone Cessna 182, a little foamy doohickey. And she gave it to me, the people sitting next to us. <laughs> By the way, I'll just remind some new listeners. This was the couple that came from, uh, gosh, what club? Do you remember from Louisiana? They came from a, another club. Maybe it was Shreveport. And they did this on behalf of the club. They brought in lots of planes. Well, some guy bought a plane early in the morning on Saturday. And he never showed up to pick it up. He said, hey, could you hold this for me? I'm going to go walk over here or whatever. <laughs> and he never came back. Oh, yeah. That was a table like next to us, wasn't it? And they were so, yeah, yeah. they were so sweet. And he was like, I, I don't know what to do. And I said, well, sell it to somebody for the same price. You know, we'll stick around a little longer. And that way you can give him back his money if he ever shows up. Uh, but the guy never did. So I just never heard of that. <laughs> Phantom buyer. <laughs> yeah. But I digress. So they they were kind enough to give away some inexpensive some things that were broken to my kids but i grabbed the little fly zone cessna it had a beat up tail elevator was broken wing was crushed uh mm. don't think the motor was ever working there was something else wrong with it i forget but mm. darn it i've been tinkering with it i keep walking in the workshop but i see something like oh i'll work on that i'll work on that well darn it last weekend i just got wrapped up in it and i decided to finish it so i did and so I've got a, another plane that's ready to go. I just need to go fly it. But it turned out pretty good, you know, just for an old aircraft. And I upgraded it to a brushless motor, a mm -hmm. uh, Speed 400. What was, what was it originally? Oh, a little 400 can motor. A direct drive? It was brushed. Yeah, it was direct drive. Yeah. So I've got a little brushless on there. And I called Terry because I get the weirdest readings out of my little e-meter. So I've got to go back and do it again because I'm pretty sure it ain't producing two watts, excuse me, two amps at full throttle. <laughs> this is way too low. Uh, but I've got a 3S 800 milliamp battery in it, which probably would be just fine. It seems, it feels like it has enough power. And uh, it's just kind of neat. I think there's a, some joy in recovering, you know, putting the life back into a plane. I, I will share that story about plywood overcast, you know, I'm kind of glad you did it, Terry. And, you know, I know it's a lot of work and it's a labor of love. And then you gave it to me. And I, of course, put my foot through one of the wings and <laughs> I had to fix that. <laughs> but, you know, it's just it's neat to to do that. And this plane might have some more life. And I, I'm already thinking this is the kind of plane I'd like to give to another person, you know, give to someone who's new in the hobby, especially if it flies well. So right. and also then I told you, I think I got the other uh, Easy Star from our That's spot right. meet. So that was a new unbox thing, right? Yeah, but it's a, it's another one of those planes that you know I'm going to build it. I'm going to fly it for a bit, and I'm going to pass it on to somebody else so they can experience the joy of flying a really good plane. By the way, the Easy Stars are great. If you can get your hands on one, those are fun to to play with. I have one that I've had for years, and I used to take it to the beach all the time when we go to Florida. 
and I don't do it anymore just because of people freaking out about planes flying over them. But what I did, I used to have kids on the beach just having a great time and we, you know, land right there next to our chairs and then launch it again. So good, good little plane. So, but anyway, that was on my workbench and I, I finished it. So I feel like I've accomplished something. And I think was also fun as I 3d printed a motor mount for it. So kind of segue to there for you guys, if you haven't experienced 3d printing and maybe fits, you can chime in here, especially with like uh, uh, makerspace. Uh, I well, have, go ahead. The motor mount was for the Cessna? Yes. Not the Easy Star? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have one for the Easy Star too, but the the main one was for the mount. Uh, what I did was uh, the can was too long because with the direct drive that, you know, it just sticks all the way out. So with the brushless radial, it had to go further back. So I trimmed off the most of the little plastic, the U-shaped mount, uh, you know, like with the Electra. You, uh -huh. You've had Electra. So it's a half yeah. mount. You just cable tie it over the can. And uh, that worked out real well and CA'd it into place and that ain't going anywhere. But it's just a nice feeling of accomplishment to make your own part. So kind of moving yeah. to the 3D printing stuff is if you haven't experienced it, if you don't want to spend all that money. Uh, there's things like Makerspace. Again, fits all the huge time in there. There are 3D printers out there that are not very expensive. Sub 200 that you can get your hands on and play and tinker. And in fact, <laughs> tinker is what I did. I used Tinkercad. I, I don't, I can't get into these three high-end 3D software packages, but Tinkercad, this silly little class. I mean, obviously, my son's way more advanced. He probably uses the, what's the big one, Fitz? What's the big? Uh, Fusion 360? Fusion, yeah, Fusion 360. What's the one that EAA offers at no charge? Uh, SolidWorks. Thank you. You know, I'm sure he does stuff in that. But Tinkercad is great if you just need squares and circles <laughs> and then holes. <laughs> uh, but darn it, you know, my little Delta printer uh, did a great job and it worked perfect. So, uh, again, sense of accomplishment. If you ever want to do stuff like that, I highly encourage you to experiment because I really, even though it was a struggle and I went through several printers, the uh, Cessna 337 was a blast. Oh, right. It was a blast. I don't know if I have the dedication to print it all over again but the red and white one sure was that was a success one the red and white my last one until it was not thrown very well i see okay so what material did you use for that motor mount pla plus oh and that's strong enough and heat resistant enough and all that well there's no heat it's on the radial oh it's just yeah, holding yeah. the radial Right. So, I mean, I could, I, you know, ABS probably would have been the next step, but I didn't need it. All right. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that Easy Star because that's another multiplex plane where, in the original design, you epoxy a Speed 400 right to the foam. Right. Or did they have the, uh, maybe at some point they had a plastic motor mount, but on the Easy Star, you, it was like a, a tape. You used a double sided tape for the can to sit in because you, because you put it together, you put yeah. the two halves together. Uh -huh. It never, it wouldn't move. And it was also a pusher. So it was always pushing inward. Right. But it wasn't staying cool either. Probably not. There was a little bitty hole. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we did print a 3D printed mount for the Easy Star 2. So basically it takes the size of the can to go in the hole. So we'll glue it in there. And then it has a larger radial mount uh -huh. on the outside. All right. Fits. He's got 50 things can, on his workbench. Can you name them all? <laughs> uh, well, I mentioned the Mini Moa, which I've been trying to get that finished. Uh, that's the Goldwing Glider from Hobby Club. So make a good progress on that. 
I should call well, it the Giganamoa. Well, it's not that big. It's actually not as big as you think. The wingspan is really good, but the fuselage is actually not that big. Uh, so that hopefully I, that uh, I order some covering for it. So I'm doing um, the, the end is near actually. So I'm working on a fuselage last night. I may work on it a little bit after this podcast, getting the getting the wood wrapped around it. It's got this neat. Uh, I need fits to create one of those signs that they, you know the end is near. The end is near. Yeah. It's neat. I've been sheeting the fuselage. It comes most of the, the uh, sheeting is. Laser cut in the section, so you sort of jigsaw puzzle it together, hmm. which is kind of neat. And it seems to that's work for a, the most part. a compound curve from stem to stern, right? So yeah, it is. But so it's like a plank, and then you laser cut uh, planks. Yes and no. The nose is planks, uh, yeah. but the, from the the wing to the tail is pre-cut large sheet sections. So it just sort of wraps around, and uh, and there's maybe a half a dozen different sections that you put together that worked fairly well it wasn't too bad all right uh so that's on a workbench of course the uh did i talk about last time the l19 you talk about the, the giant one? yeah yeah the giant one yeah. you mean the, the the cover page of that pot that yeah yeah your, well, the wearing the cowl. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i had a that's actually kind of temporary on hold while i um gathered to get some parts but uh you know, it was on a workbench. I took it off so I can put the Savage Bobber on it to tweak on that a little bit. I still haven't flown that yet. The weather's just been every weekend. The weather's been just not good, yeah, except the one day when the weather was good. I had the boat float, so I couldn't fly it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so I've got a couple planes I need to fly. That and the F fourteen needs to fly. fly oh, the F fourteen, yeah, yeah. I haven't flown. Like I said, the weather's been. Fitz, you need to start creating your. Uh... Your clones, man. Right. Yeah, yeah. You get to, you get that Prusa printer. Get busy. <laughs> yeah, I was using it the other day to print some stuff. Uh, I have to tell you offline. It's got a good story, but uh, uh, I was using that in the resin printer to print up a few things. <laughs> there, there's our Patreon. There's yeah, our, <laughs> you offline. There's our special offline dialogue. I wanted to keep the guilty unnamed. It was some oh, parts okay. for somebody else. Uh, Can't wait. So, and uh, of course, I was getting that. The technically is on the workbench. The flying sub is. Mm. It's actually on the workbench now, waiting for the parts to come in, so I can do a quick swap of the of the goodies. Uh, so, right. so, those are the things for now. We'll see what happens coming up later, but uh, that's enough. All right, and then the electro streak. <laughs> electro streak. Oh, no. can you come in the building? <laughs> yeah, at some while we were point while we were future. talking, Terry uh, signed up and went to plans model model and ordered them for you. Yeah. Uh, well, I might get the short kit and stick it on the shelf. Yeah, yeah can't lose. Uh, yeah, yeah, for the novelty of it. Don't know anything else. Um, no, that's enough for now. I thought there was something else. Accessing, accessing. Well, there's always something else, but nothing immediate. That's enough for now. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I already talked about what's on my workbench or what's going to be. Lee, you'll be happy to know that I took a few minutes last week and that Hawkeye, the big kite-like thing that I got at the estate sale, I spent a few minutes going through that, trying to get it ready. It turns out that I needed to swap out the speed control that was on there, and I'm swapping out the but it's pretty much ready to go. So 
that'll be a springtime thing. Um, I'm trying to figure out if I need to do something with it because it's designed to have a camera on the front. And when I got it, they had put a filler in the front, basically a piece of PVC filled with old uh, nuts and epoxy that weighs about six ounces to take the place of a camera. And so it has the right balance when the camera's not there. Um, and it looks like the battery is mounted just below the CG. So I'm wondering if I can just put the battery where the camera goes and use one of my lightweight cameras. And I mean, the wing loading is already next to nothing anyway on this, but yeah, I'm going to look into that and see if I can make a lighter plane even lighter and give it a go. Sweet. Yeah. And so let's go back to the Astroflight stuff for just a minute, because I forgot about this dilemma I've been having. So part of my motivation in building the Robin Hood and maybe the Electrostreak is to show off these older motors. So I want to come up with mounts that have the motors out in the open, but all of the mounts I've seen for Astroflight so far use like a hose clamp or something ugly. Even, you know, I went to the New Creations website. They used to have some nice old mounts for that stuff back then. Um, they had a machined mount that looked really nice, but then the way you tighten it down is to put a, a hose clamper on the thing. Who wants to do that? So I'm trying to come up with yet pleasant looking mounts that show off these old motors. I got it. See, Fitz, you need the gold ABS filament that matches the gold on the motor <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then create the wraps that go around it. Yeah. So, so I was thinking, is it something you could 3D print? Well, oh, yeah. for Astro 25 at 600 watts or whatever it is, 800 watts. Well, I might get a little warm. Well, yeah. Why don't you check the temperature first before we poo-poo it? I mean, it may not be as bad as you think. Well, is it, I'm just thinking in terms of brute force and torque that this thing's going to do. I I don't know. It, are there screws? There's no screws in the front, are there? I mean, how There is. You... There's just like regular can motors. It's got two screws on the front. And then if you're using the gearbox, that's on the front as well. But so yeah, if you use the gearbox, the screw holes are covered, aren't they? Um, yes, but I want to say that there's another set even on the front of the gearbox. So you can oh. either do something where you sandwich a mount between the motor and the gearbox, but then you'd have to move the pinion gear. You'd have to offset it, the thickness of that firewall, or do something to the front of the gearbox. Or most of them that I've seen are some sort of clamshell around the can of the motor which I'm fine with as long as it's not an ugly, you know, strap mm. thing. I think Fitz can put something together for you. Maybe. But if, I don't know, I would have to look to see if people machine stuff, even machined plastics or machined aluminum would be. Yeah. I don't want to get crazy with it, but again, I don't want to go through all this effort to showcase these motors and then, you know, put lipstick on the pig at the end. Okay. Yeah, it looks like I was looking up a picture. It looks like there are another set of screw uh, holes, um, tap screw holes in front of the gearbox. And that's a big cantilever then. You've got, I don't know how heavy that Astro 25 is, but it's not a yeah. light motor. No, it isn't. But it's, yeah, it's way at the front. Yeah. yeah. So you're not supporting the back of that thing. It's You're starting out with a lot of force. So anyway, so I pose this question to anyone listening. 
what's a good way to pleasantly mount uh, Astro 25 motor or even the Astro 05, an Astro motor in general, with or without gearbox? What's a nice looking mount system? No hose clamps allowed. <laughs> no hose <Rubber> clamps. <laughs> 50 rubber bands <laughs> come back and forth. That and the the first um, antique that I got, it had a, a half piece of PVC on the bottom and then rubber bands over the top securing it on there. there so go. that's all you need. Which makes yeah. me wonder, it may not get as hot as you think. So ABS might be okay. Well, yeah, I'm not worried so much about the heat. It's just mostly the, it's a big hunk of stuff making a lot of power. So it's, it's got to be a beefy mount. And I, I don't yet have the confidence. I wonder if it was worth a call to Kirk at New Creations, see if he has any ideas. Yeah. yeah, like I said, I, I looked through his site to see what new old uh, stock uh, he yeah. has. But Yeah, yeah, uh, the site's probably not a good thing. You might want to actually call him and talk to him directly. Yeah, it's probably not a bad idea. So. All right. That's my story. I got nothing else. The story's sticking to it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so, Lee? That's it. That's all Shaking your head. All right. So, no, we're it's up. an hour and 40 minutes. Is that your limit? Have we not entertained you? <laughs> <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> well, so. all right, then. Fitz, take I us think, home. I think that's it for 2022. All right. Well, I guess it runs out a uh, interesting and fun field year here at the RC round table family. Oh, we're a family. Yes, we're a family. <laughs> but we wouldn't be here without you, our listeners. Thank you so much for sticking with us throughout uh, this past year and previous years, if you're an old timer. And hopefully the next year we'll also have more fun field stories and great adventures between the three of us. Indeed. Indeed. And on that note, uh, everybody have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. And build something. Put something together over the holidays. <laughs> yeah. Do something useful. Insert your holiday of choice. Whatever yes. it might be. Yeah. Your, your holiday of choice and model of choice. Let's talk models the beginning of next year. Yeah. Happy flying, happy building. Indeed. On that note, we will see you next time. Bye. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts. Where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.